Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Father, thank you for this moment. God, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, that we can, um, God, at any, any time, God, when we open up our life to you, God, you speak. Any moment, God, we can open up our heart to you and and uh, Father, you just bring all of those things that we need so desperately and uh, that we've been asking for. So, Father, I pray this morning, God, everybody who's listening, everybody here in the room, Father, all of us, our hearts will be open to, um, to what you want to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so we're, uh, we're talking for the next couple of minutes on um, some leadership stuff. Everybody in the room, so glad you're here. Everybody listening right now, way to go pouring into yourself. That was a sharp woohoo from Courtney and Marty. Way to go. Uh, I want to read this. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So, so Paul right now, is he's thinking, um, he's absolutely thinking about a race, and he's using this as an analogy, and he says, so run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Uh, the New International Version says that, um, no, I, I beat my body and I make it my slave so that after I've preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Uh, Paul takes this moment to talk to the Corinthians and uses the analogy that all of them, you know, there were races that were being, uh, that were run uh, all the time for, this was a sporting event that was pretty popular in Corinth, and so the, he was using this to, like, say, hey, you've seen this over and over again, but can I draw the analogy of this is how, what we're doing spiritually, and um, as, as leaders, this was something that I, I think uh, was starting to resonate with me a lot. Hopefully it resonates with you as well. Um, first is, uh, and this is kind of the overarching thing, um, I, I love that Paul immediately said, don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? And he said, so run to win. It is okay to want to win. Sometimes uh, I feel like in uh, Christendom, is that a word? No, it is. Just, just kind of came out weirdly. I made it. Uh, it. Adrian agrees with me that it's a word. Courtney's looking at me like, no, that's not even close to a word. So, um, oh yeah, thank you so much. Christendom. Yes, Christendom. That's it. Thank you. Like it matters to anyone who's listening right now. Thank you, Courtney, for taking us down that rabbit hole that no one wanted to go down in the first place. Uh, okay, so it, what happens a lot of time in people who follow Jesus? What happens a lot of times is that we 
forget that um, that wanting to win is an okay thing. Because it seems like winning, oh, that means other people are losing. And so shouldn't we all win? Shouldn't, <laughs> Krissa is... <laughs> is she is cutthroat in the front row. If you did not hear that, she just, I said, shouldn't everybody win? And Chris goes, no. It's definitely losers. And guess what? They're all everybody else but me. <laughs> I like it, coach. Good job. Uh, I, 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 think, um, I, I think sometimes we, uh, especially in the church, we're too good at giving um, giving a bunch of slaps on the back for mediocrity and for people who don't want to move forward with purpose. That doesn't, so I say that, but I also say that doesn't mean you're jerks. And that doesn't give you a license to be mean to everybody or to, like step on people as you're moving forward. There, there is nothing in the Bible that says you've got to push other people down so you can move up. That's, that's not what Paul is saying. What Paul is talking about is a inward motivation to win that is absolutely essential for us as Christians, and it should be working in a healthy way. Not that you're trying to prove something to someone. Not that you're trying to get a title to let everybody know how good you are, that you're winning a trophy to show everybody that you're worth something, or that you're like, hey, look at this, I actually count. That's all unhealthy. That's not what Paul is talking about. Paul is actually talking about something. There should be something on the inward, the inside of all of us that says, you know what? I want to accomplish something while I'm here on earth. I want to win. I, I want to see. And when we say winning, what we talk about in our church, it means we want to see more people come to know Jesus than less people come to know Jesus. We want to see more people have freedom in their marriage and freedom in their family than less people. We want to see more people move forward in their businesses. We want to see more people move forward in their finances so that they can be financially free to move the kingdom of God forward so we can feed more people that don't have food or money enough to buy food, that we can help people, not just in our own backyard, but all across the world. This, are, These are the wins here. These are the things that we're aiming for. But if, if internally we don't have this thing, I, I love that Paul said you can run, but not run to win. Because he said, but only one person gets surprised, so, so run to win. Meaning, like, all of us can be real busy and not winning. All, all of us can be real tired and not winning. All of us can feel like we're pouring it out and not winning. And Paul was like, no, don't do that. Run to win. So then he goes on to kind of give us some more insight. He says all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win. And then he goes, they do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it. We, we are disciplined 
for an eternal prize, right? But understand, uh, what was the main piece there that he said you have to do so you win? All athletes are disciplined. So if we want to run to win in any area or sphere that we're in, Paul said, be disciplined. And I don't know why this becomes sometimes a dirty word when we talk about this in church, especially in light of grace. Because a lot of people with a great understanding of grace will say, oh, discipline, that's just you trying to earn things on your own. And can I just tell you, that is absolutely not true. It's not. Grace is not opposed to uh, you being disciplined. Grace is not opposed to you putting in effort. Grace is opposed to you putting in earning. Do you see the difference here? It might be small, but I just want everybody's, grace isn't opposed to your effort. It's opposed to you earning. So if you're doing these things to try to earn something from God, yeah, that's in your own strength. But if you're putting in effort because you're like, this is worth me going to sleep later for. This is worth me getting here early for. This is worth me making sure, just in investigating the little things to make it really great on Sunday morning. This is worth me getting into my business and really making sure that we can get these things going. This is worth me getting into my family, or this is worth me getting into my marriage. You, you just start really getting down in there. This is worth the effort. That is not opposed to grace at all. This is actually the form of discipline that Paul is talking about. And discipline, what basically what that boils down to is doing things. It's doing things when you don't have to do them. Discipline is not something that is forced on you. Just so you know. That's that's jail. <laughs> that's that's uh, putting the shackles. You can't say, well, I'm really disciplined because I get to work at nine. Aren't you supposed to be at work at nine? No, you're not disciplined. You're just going to work. <laughs> you know, like you, you get paid, right, when nine o'clock stops and when five o'clock, that's no discipline. You don't get to call yourself disciplined for being on time. But a lot of us would love to say, man, I'm really disciplined, man. Nine o'clock comes, I'm right there. I don't know if that's necessarily what Paul's talking about. I think he's talking more about be disciplined when you don't have, like, like discipline is doing stuff that you don't have to do. Because you're running to win something that not a, a lot of other people want to run to win. And so you get there early, you stay late. You, you put in the extra stuff that no one else sees. You don't get a pat on the back. You're not doing this for a title. You don't need anybody to tell you attaboys every five seconds. You, there's just this discipline of like, I want to get into doing this. And then, and then he says, they do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So then this is a very interesting sentence that he goes, so I run with purpose in every step. This is now where you're really getting disciplined. I run with purpose in every step. 
I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. So time doesn't use you. You use time. Every step. What what does every step mean to all of us? When you get up in the morning, it's on purpose. When you go to bed at night, it's on purpose. When you go to work, it's on purpose. When you're talking to your kids, it's on purpose. When you step into your job, it's on purpose. There's a plan and a purpose in everything, every step. That's what Paul said, every step. Not just every fifth step, not just one part of this, every step. I'm on purpose. I'm on purpose. I'm, I'm playing with my kids on purpose right now. I, see, and, and a lot of times we get this misconstrued because we think, well, where is the time where I can chill? Have time to chill. You should. Just chill on purpose. Don't chill and work at the same time. And then think, well, you know, I'm just multitasking. But then what you're really doing is you're not really relaxing and resting. And so then you start telling yourself a lie that you work all the time. No, you're just actually bad at time management. And so because of that, you don't rest the way that you should. And you also don't work the way that you should. And so then you're not. And then you, you think, well, I'm on purpose. I'm doing stuff all the time. No, you're not on purpose. You're super off purpose. And so you don't do any of the things that you should. So when I want to relax, I'm going to relax. I'm going to freaking go nuts for this cup game that I'm going to watch. And I'm just going to be rooting and in it and in it and just like, come on, God, let's do this thing. Let's watch. And then when I'm done with that, guess what? I'm going to be all on this big wrestling match I'm going to have with Watson. And we're going to go at it like, I mean, we're just, let's do this thing. And then from there, we're eating. And then we're, I, that's the way I want to live my life. A lot of times I miss that because I feel like, oh, I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this. And I, I'm telling you, multitasking is wonderful. I, I'm glad that us, all of us have some of that muscle, but I'm, I'm, I'm asking all of us, don't let that rob your purpose of being on purpose in every piece that you have. And so that you, it's every step. Every step is on purpose. Vacation, on purpose. When I get to work, on purpose. And Paul was saying, this is the discipline. And man, is this something we need to hear? Because everything in our life, what I'm holding in my hand right now, is something that's trying to get me off purpose. I'm, for those of you who aren't in the room, I'm holding a phone. <laughs> it's, this thing can rob your purpose. And all of a sudden, we're... We're, we're in this when we should be in somebody's face. And we're getting, I mean, this is, I'm going to talk about this on Sundays too, but I'll just say, I'm, I'm afraid we're just getting so much from so many other places that we're not, we're not on purpose at any stretch for our life. And, I think, I mean, this speaks into everything. You're dating? Date on purpose. Don't just sit on the couch together. We got a nice date. No, you don't. You're not talking. You're just 
just coexisting. Like date on purpose. Because if you date on purpose, then you're going to be married on purpose. And then when you're married on purpose, then you keep dating and you keep building a relationship. This speaks into every piece of your life. And if you can live your life like this individually, then you can live your life at this when you're at church, when you're at work, when it's just on purpose. It's on pur- and that's I think it's one of the most powerful sentences that Paul's ever written when he says, I live with purpose with every step. Oh, God, help me do that. I feel like I'm every 10. I got a purpose step. The other nine, I'm just like wonky, you know, just kind of running. And then no, get to get back. I, I, I'm praying, God, help me so that I can every step. It's just every, like I spend money on purpose. Jeez, help me. You know what I mean? Like it's just you can see how this just goes into every step. You become better parents when you parent like this. Because the way that you, you're, you're not just, I'm, I'm just telling out of my own personal experience, I'm not playing with Watson to just get him tired so he'll go to bed and just get through the day. I'm playing with him because these are gonna, this is going to be one of the memories that I'm going to look back in 10 years and say, God, that was one of the best times of my life is when he just ran on that couch like a crazy person with no diaper, and I'm worried about so many things coming at my face. <laughs> that I was just like, this, this is on purpose, man. I'm right here. I'm not, I'm not on my phone. I'm not with anything. I, it is him and me. And there's just nothing else. I mean, how beautiful is that when you, I don't know what time you spend with the Lord, but in the morning or at night, and it's just him and you. And it's nothing else. And it's God pouring into your soul and you pouring your soul out to him. And I don't, I don't know if that's 10 minutes or 15 or 30 or an hour or whatever. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily needs to be a uh, like a minute restriction put on it. I, I think it's more of how purposeful it is. So five minutes of really on purpose, like it's just everything else is shut down, might be a little better than 30 minutes of you going back and forth to this, to that, to this, to that, to this, and then I just spent time with God. And then he said this, he says, uh, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, because then he says, on the other side, if I don't do it, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So if you don't live on purpose and you don't let discipline do its work in your life, you will start living a life according to what Paul says. He says, otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So what he's saying is, I'm talking to people that they're going to get it, but I might not get it. So if you don't let discipline do its work and don't live on purpose like you should, what can happen is that you live a life that says, do what I say, not what I do. Others change, but you're, you're disqualified. 
So I would say to all of us, let's take our own advice. The things that you would say, uh, the, the, the wisdom that you would give others, give it to yourself and use it. Because I don't want to live a life where I've, I've been given the immense honor and privilege to help serve and lead our church. Where there's a ton of people in our church that God is completely changing their life in such a beautiful way. And at the end of my life, I just missed it and feel like I'm on the outside looking in. And Paul says, the way that you stay away from that is let discipline and purpose work in your life. Just, you got, I'm going to go back just for a little bit. I know this is a little longer, but I'm just, this has really been speaking to me lately. So we all know, I'll just use, this is my life because I'm always thinking about pastors and people. So we all know pastors that have failed. We all know pastors that have just messed up, whether it be morally or, or in, in integrity issues and all that kind of stuff. We know not maybe have known of them personally or also of, um, of ones that get headlines. And it seems like it's even more now. And I think that's probably just because there's more uh, avenues of news to get out. So I, I think it's probably happened the same rate. It's just easier to hear about it now. Um, and, and so in my head, I'm thinking, why, why does this keep happening? Are these guys, these girls just dumb? Like, it's going to come out. Stop doing stupid stuff. Like, this is going to get out. And, and it's not just for pastors. That's, that's like for anybody in our life. Like, sin always, always will come out. It, it does at some point. It will always. So I would choose to always pull it out first. Like, just here we go. I messed up. Let's get this out. Let's go. Um, anyway, I, as I was thinking through this, why can't they just stop? Why, why don't they just? I, I, I come back to this piece and think about what Paul said I will. I could preach to others, but I myself will be disqualified if I don't run with purpose in every step and discipline my own life. So somewhere, some somehow, there was a pastor that decided that his work at the church and people's pull on him was worth more than having purpose with his family and his marriage. Okay. Some point he thought that, and guess what? It shipwrecked him. You, you, you can see that this this happens in business. I, I'm just I just got to build this. I just got to keep building because I got to build the bank account and I got to do that. No, no, no. You you're not living your other pieces on purpose, and you're not disciplining your full life. And at some point, it's going to disqualify you from everything that you've been saying to everybody else you're going to be on the outside looking in. So, Ben, make sure that you are making this, this life full of discipline and purpose. Because I don't want to be disqualified. I... I don't want my life to say, oh, yeah, my words are really good, but my actions don't follow them. I, 
I want my life to speak so much louder than my words. I, I want people to see my life and say, I can trust that. Not trust my words, trust my life. Trust the way I treat Jess. Trust the way I treat my son. Trust, see it day in and day out. See, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm far from it, and I got a, lo- a long way to go. But I want our church, I'm just talking about now our church in, in my context. I want our church to be able to see my life and trust it and be like, I, I see that. I see, I don't just see him on Sunday. I see him when it, on the Wednesdays when no one else is looking. I've seen him in different, and not like in a stockish, weird way, but like, you know, like just, just this moments where, um, where I'm not on. You know, and the only way that that works, the only way that my life will hold up to that is if I'm living on purpose every step and letting discipline do its work. Ooh, it's, it's a lot like that. And, and can I just say that's where I lean so heavily on the grace of God because I can't do that. Like, poof. Up to my own devices, I'll mess up so much. But Lord, help me so I can live on purpose every step, every step on purpose. Father, I pray, God, help us to be better leaders. God, to live on purpose every step. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.